Welcome to Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our live storytelling night at the Bush Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. In this recording, our host and comedian Brendan Kennedy tells us a little bit about his father. Uh, so the theme tonight is surrender. Um, and before I get into it, I want to say this is probably one of my, my favorite shows that I get to do every uh, month. This is like the, the storytellers that come up here and tell their stories are amazing. The, the crowd is amazing. Like every time, by the end of the show, everybody is like hugging each other because it's, it's just amazing. Um, and so I'm always really happy to be a part of it. Uh, last time that I did one of these shows, though, I, uh, was actually the same night that I spoke to my dad for the last time. Um, so what ended up happening was my dad is like, my dad was, uh, 70 years old when he passed away and he was one of the most like tough, badass people that I'd ever known. My dad was a, a Vietnam veteran. He was a an MP in Vietnam. He, um, was a New York city police officer for 23 years and, you know, just put his life on the line every day to, you know, protect the city that he lived in, that he loved. And he was a, a father to me and my uh, brothers and sisters. He was a husband to my mom. And I just remember, like, uh, what ended up happening. He, loved, he lived a very hard life sometimes. Like, he, he drank too much, didn't eat right. And he had had a, a couple of heart attacks. He had had a couple of heart surgeries. He had had a heart surgery once that pretty much knocked him on his ass for three months straight. He was in a medically induced coma, and it gave him you know, kidney damage from all the meds that he was on. He had liver damage from all the years of you know, drinking too much. And um, so one day he was um, actually getting radiation for prostate cancer, and he had just had a knee replacement. And he was never like, you know, he never felt sorry for himself. He would complain, but he would just have an attitude of like, okay, that's life sometimes. And he was walking down the stairs and right around like, you know, three stairs, he, he slipped and fell and he bumped his head. And, you know, he went to the hospital and they checked, you know, they checked on him. He was fine. They sent him home. And then a few days later, he started kind of garbling his speech a little bit. And he, they, they sent him back to the hospital, and he was there for a few days. And I remember going on uh, the uh, Friday to see him, and he wasn't necessarily, like, you know, super healthy, but he didn't seem like he was that p- bad off. I remember looking at his face, and he had this, like, giant head, like, giant Irish heads running my family. Like, I wear a seven-and-three-quarters size hat. Like, it's fucking huge. And my, but my dad's head, like, I looked at it, and, like, he didn't seem like... Like, he was like a, a weak old man. He looked like, not like, like a statue or like something that had been carved out of stone. And I remember, like, I, I, I shook his hand, and, like, he squeezed my hand, and his, you could feel the muscle in his hand. And, like, even his bones just felt like they weren't, like, normal people's bones. They felt like they were just, like, rocks. They felt substantial. And that was Friday. Saturday, I gave him a call for a few minutes, thinking, like, oh, I'll see him tomorrow. And then Sunday, I... I got off work, and I only had a few minutes, but I got to pop in and say hi. And um, Monday, uh, he, they, were kind of keep, they were supposed to send him to a, a rehab unit so he could you know, work on walking with his knee, but his kidneys weren't looking so good. Uh, they were thinking about putting him on dialysis. And then um, 
So he was supposed to go to a, a, a rehab unit, and then Monday night my mom called me with that tone of voice that she'd never want to hear from your mother, and we went to the hospital and, you know, kind of said our goodbyes, and for the rest of the week it just flew by, you know, went over to the funeral home and made all the arrangements, and it's so weird. You notice how, like, people try to be nice to you with not knowing what's really happening in your life, because I remember we went to the funeral home and selected his coffin and their prayer cards, and it's, it's like a three- or four-hour event. I hope nobody, none of you ever have to do it, and it's, it's the most exhausting thing. It's an emotional roller coaster, and we went to a pizza place just absolutely drained, and we had a really cheerful waitress who walked up like, hey, how are you guys doing today? Just, you want to be like, well, actually, my father just died, and we just picked his casket. How are you? But you don't say that. You say, we're fine. <laughs> um, then, you know, it all just rushes past. You see all of your aunts and uncles come into town, and um, they say they make their peace with the situation. And I was actually really happy. I'm going to grab a drink here. I was actually really happy with how the, the funeral home treated my father. Like, uh, I feel like I've been to funerals in the past, and, like, the, the deceased is overly made up. And I feel like my dad was too tough to get that treatment, so I actually told the guy, like, whatever you do, could you just please not make my dad look like a fucking drag queen when he's dead? <laughs> and they did a good job. He looked as good as he could, as he can. And uh, Friday, the um, funeral home, uh, we, we went to the military cemetery out in, um, out in Suffolk, and... That was incredibly exhausting, and that was at a time where I I, uh, found out that I wasn't the only funny one in my family. One of my uncles decided he was going to read a a eulogy for my father, too, and I I was going to follow him, and he actually did like a solid 10-minute set, and I'm just sitting there thinking like, fuck, I got to follow that. He is killing right now. And I, (laughs) I, I, you know, I, I... you know, went up and talked about my father, and I got a solid laugh. I told everybody how my, my father was, you know, this, like, had this great sense of humor. He, he liked to meet people. He could make friends in an instant. He told stories all the time. That, the, that occasion, his funeral, was probably the only time we were all around, and he wasn't trying to get a word in edgewise. That's funnier than I, you guys reacted. That's, that's a hilarious joke. Fuck you guys. <laughs> But, and then, like, you know, just as soon as it happens, it, it's, it's over. And, you know, it's, you know it, I'm still working through a lot of those feelings. Um, it, I notice it more when I'm watching TV and there's, like, a really touching father-son moment. And I, I, I really, you know, feel it. And I'm worried now that, I don't know, this might seem kind of silly, but I'm worried that I'm never going to be able to watch The Lion King again. Because, like, I know what you guys are thinking. Like, no, of course, my father wasn't thrown into a ravine by his brother and trampled to death by wildebeests. So it's a little different. But, you know, my father was, in fact, a cartoon lion. And I realize now what I have to do. I have to run to the wilderness and live with a homosexual meerkat and his rough-and-tumble life partner. And then once I find myself... (laughs) 
I must return and fight kidney failure and hyenas. Thanks a lot, guys. If you'd like to come out and tell a story like this one, or just enjoy the show, visit tellmemorelive.org. That's tellmemorelive.org. We will find a list of upcoming shows, submission and contact forms, and more Storyteller Podcasts. Until next time, thanks for listening to Tell Me More Live.